Minimalism is the movement that encourages you to live with less. Less stuff, less possessions, less clutter, and find more joy and more time to focus on what matters. So what is minimalish? It's the grace-filled way of doing the same thing. Sustainable, realistic minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. The Minimalish Podcast is here to help you make life lighter realistically. I'm your host, Desiree, and my passion is to help you create room for what matters to you by cutting the clutter and excess stuff in your home and your life. It's not just about decluttering and having a tidy home, but about how having less stuff will give you more time and more space to focus on creating the life you actually want to live. We'll talk about topics of minimalism, motherhood, simple, intentional living, and everything in between here on the show each week. Let's walk towards simple together. Hey friend, just popping in to let you know, you might notice that the podcast has gone through a couple of name changes along the way. When the podcast was brand new, it started as something pretty different than it is now, but the thing is that the topics were very similar. So I've kept these older episodes around here because I still really think that they're valuable and I hope you enjoy them. So without further ado, let's get to this episode and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, I actually learned um, earlier this week that Iceland, there's a tradition in Iceland that uh, on Christmas Eve you exchange books and then spend the rest of the evening reading and eating chocolate. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. You are listening to the intentional holiday series of the Simply Enough show, the podcast that cheers you on towards a simplified life, which I believe means a more joy-filled life and towards the belief that you are enough right now, just as you are. During this short holiday series, my goal is to help you think through ways you can simplify your holiday season so you can spend it intentionally and actually find time and space to enjoy what you personally value about the season. Today, I'm bringing you a holiday gift guide that is probably way different than any other gift guide on your podcast list. I'm personally super excited about this episode, so let's jump in. I personally love this time of year. My birthday is two days after Christmas, which a lot of people say, do you hate that? Like, is it horrible? Do you get less gifts? And honestly, I probably do get less gifts. I'm not really sure, but I do get double celebrations. And I was due on December 25th, which basically means I almost shared a birthday with Jesus, even though that's not Jesus's real birthday, but whatever. I mean, it makes me feel a little bit special. So I do like that my birthday is around this time of year. Plus, it's just such a magical time of year. It's kind of cool that I get to celebrate my birthday while everything is still decorated. There's still Christmas music playing in the background. Um, A lot of people are still off of work. I've never had school or work on my birthday because of the fact that I was a teacher. So that has been pretty cool too. But this is not an episode about my birthday, so I'm gonna stop talking about that. What is exciting is that this season is just super magical all around. And especially when there are kids involved, I can guess that if you're listening to this, you might have kids in your life. Um, You might be a mom. And for me, last year was my first year celebrating the holidays as a mom, but my daughter was so young, she really couldn't understand the magic of it. Now this year, she's still really young, but I'm excited to just 
see her eyes light up when she sees presents. Her eyes light up like anytime someone gives her something, even if it's not a present. So I'm just excited to see the magic that this season brings for her. It's also necessary to say that my faith is a huge part of this time of year. I am a Christian, and so this time of year is a time of hopeful waiting in the Advent season. And I kind of love that season within the liturgical calendar. It's important to me that I take this time of year to largely focus on what I believe to be true about the season. But with all that in mind, I will admit that in the past, it's been hard to do that. Um, This season just gets kind of steeped with materialism and everyone has different beliefs and different things that are important to them about this season. But my goal this year is to think in advance, to plan in advance and think through what is important to me about this season. What would make this season truly full of what I think it should be about? And that's what I encourage you to do as well, to kind of reflect beforehand on Reflect on what your past holiday seasons have looked like. Have you been stressed out? Have there been like fights between you and your family? I know growing up that sometimes was the case because there's just so much stress and so much involved with having the perfect amount of gifts under the tree, having the perfect decorations, having the perfect party planned. And I want to take this time before it all starts, kind of even before Thanksgiving, before Black Friday, definitely, and think through I would love it if you would do this along with me, kind of think through what is it that is important to me about this season and how can I be intentional with making sure that I put that at the focus. So for me, it's my faith and my family for sure. And just, I kind of like the idea of calm and cozy during this season And how can I cultivate that in my life? How can I cultivate that for my family? So that's kind of how I'm thinking through this season because all of these things are really important to me about this season, but I can't say that in the previous, you know, few years that it has went that way, that I have put those things at my focus. So I think it's definitely safe to say, like, this season has become overly materialized to an extreme, And although I do believe that gifts are part of the season for a lot of people, like it doesn't mean we have to go overboard. We don't have to bring bags and bags of new stuff into our homes um, or gift bags and bags of stuff into other people's homes. It doesn't mean we have to stress ourselves out by spending beyond our means, giving into the pressure of having to find the perfect gift for everyone around us, everyone on our list. Yes, it's important to be thoughtful this time of year, but like, what does that look like? Does it look like spending a ton of money on gift cards just so that you are doing the same thing as other people in your circle? Like, let's talk about teacher gifts. I was a teacher, so I feel completely comfortable talking about this. I feel like there's a pressure to buy teacher gifts in some areas. And in the area I lived before, I think that was a pressure. And this is mostly from talking to other friends. I didn't get a ton of gifts as a teacher. I mean, I got a few. I was a middle school teacher, so I think it stops by then. But I hope this isn't a tangent, but I do want to just talk about this because honestly, if you're buying all of the teachers a $20 gift card, okay, that's great. Are you doing it because you have the means to and you want to do it? If that's so, then that's awesome. I loved a Starbucks gift card as a teacher, and I would have totally thought that you were an awesome mom and so happy that you appreciated me in that way. However, can you afford to get a $20 gift card for every teacher that teaches your kid? If you can't, if it stresses you out, if you're doing it to like keep up with the other moms, then I don't think you should do it. 
this episode today is all about how we can be intentional, but also like true to ourselves and true to what we can afford, what we can have the ability to do when it comes to gifts. So if that's you, if you can't afford a $20 gift card for like 10 teachers this year, then I think that there are other ways you can show your appreciation to the teachers. If you are a teacher and you're listening to this and you're like, why did you just tell people not to buy me a $20 gift card? I'm really sorry. But I think it's important that we let go of the feeling of keeping up during this season or doing what seems socially correct. When it comes to gifts and money and finances, like it gets tough. It gets tough for a lot of us. And if that's not you, if you don't have that issue, then like by all means, give I think for everyone, like give within your own means, give within your own abilities. And it doesn't mean that if you don't have the means to give gift cards and, you know, expensive gifts, it doesn't mean you can't give good gifts. So that was kind of a tangent, but I just felt led to talk about that. So I did. And with the idea that our culture has become so materialized around this holiday, we can feel guilty if we can't keep up. And I I don't think that's what it's about. I don't think that... Bear with me here if you're not of the same faith as me. But if you look at the faith aspect of Christmas, Jesus' arrival into the world, it just, it was humble. Jesus' arrival into the world was humble. And our celebration of him during this time has gotten so extravagant, over the top, um, in a way that it just doesn't need to be. And I'm not saying this isn't a huge celebration if you do share the Christian faith. Like, this is an important thing, obviously. But... How can we celebrate it in a way that kind of truly honors like what Jesus was about and who he was rather than going overboard and getting ourselves into like this stressful place where we're kind of spiraling downward and we end up fighting on Christmas Eve with everyone around us because we're so stressed out and spent literally our wallets, our our social capacities, our emotional capacities all spent before Christmas even happens. And so I want to encourage you to just think and slow down when it comes to the buying this year. Who do you have on your list that maybe like you could write a nice letter to instead and that could be meaningful for them? Like maybe you can put a couple of great pieces of chocolate in there because that's a good gift too. Or what abilities do you have that you can give from that? Like today, we're going to talk a lot about homemade gifts. So that's kind of where we're coming from. So today I have my friend Jessalyn on the podcast and I'm going to tell you right now, she's basically an expert gift giver, like an expert at intentional gift giving. Did you ever feel like you wanted to be that person, that kind of person who writes nice notes to people kind of out of the blue or makes something for someone and just gives it to them at a random time and just makes their day. I've definitely wanted to be that person, but Jessalyn, she is that type of person, guys. And I do think that's just one of her gifts. So she's here to share that gift with us. And today in my conversation with her, we discuss how our families do gift giving, um, what we plan to do this year with gifts, and we talk about ideas on how to be intentional with last minute gift ideas, with gift exchanges, with less immediate family or friends, and questions you can ask yourself to make sure you are being intentional with your spending when you are out shopping for gifts this year. Okay, let's get to my conversation with Jessalyn. So before we get started talking about gifts, like I said, my friend Jessalyn is joining me today. We uh, were good friends when 
I lived in Virginia. We we're neighbors and um, I miss that. But anyway, she's here with me today. And before we start talking about about gifts, about the holidays, Jessalyn, introduce yourself, who you are, tell us about your family, what you do, anything like that. Okay. Thanks, Des. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I think you have been talking about some really thoughtful um, and interesting topics. So I'm happy to chat with you today. Thanks. Um, so my name is Jessalyn Fink, and um, I am currently a stay-at-home mom raising three kids under three. I have twin daughters who are 10 months old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. So that's that's my life really right now, but I am taking a break from teaching piano, which I guess was my professional life before kids, and um, kind of arrived at that in a roundabout way from other teaching experiences. But um, pretty much my day-to-day life is kids, 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 sometimes <laughs> dogs, and then um, trying to fit in a little time for things that I'm passionate about, like food and um, education. So uh, we live on almost five acres outside of Charlottesville, Virginia. So that's our day-to-day. Yeah, I can't believe that the twins are 10 months old. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't believe that you have three kids under three. That is, I'm sure, exhausting. But um, I know I always learn so much from you when I talk to you. I just feel like you are always so wise. Well, my interests are teasingly diverse. <laughs> I feel like even though kids, kids, kids is your day to day, it has to be like always exciting, always changing with three under three. <laughs> it's never boring. I'll, I'll say that much. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. There, there are hard moments, of course, but for the most part, it's, it's a good reminder to slow down and remember to enjoy those little things that were so magical or so interesting when, when we were little that we tend to forget about when we're adults. And I think that talking about gifts, that's one of those things that um, somehow becomes like sort of dull and, and a lot of pressure as we become adults. And then, but when we look at our kids, um, you know, there's still that magic and it's nice to rekindle that when you're, when you're around kids all the time. Yeah. I, that's something that like this year for us, I'm so excited to experience like Although Gemma had a first holidays last year, she was really young. So I'm excited to see that. And as she grows, um, and I'm sure that's exciting for you too. But um, so one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on to talk about gifts is because we talked before and you had told me that around, first of all, I know you're a multi-faith family, so you have kind of that angle, but also you told me that your family does gifts in kind of a different way, so um, like more intentional way, I guess you would say. So tell us about that. Um, Tell me about how your family does gifts. Sure, sure. Well, maybe I'll kind of back up a little bit and tell you about how we arrived to this point. So I grew up in a Christian household. We celebrated Christmas. Um, My husband, he was raised with Hanukkah and Christmas. So when we married, we had a whole whole slew of decisions to make about how we wanted to celebrate the holidays and trying to blend like my family traditions and things that were important to him and his childhood. So um, on my side, I feel like Christmas gift giving, holiday gift giving is kind of steeped in tradition. Anyway, I remember as a kid um, on my dad's side of the family, he's one of four 
kids mm. and they all have siblings. I mean, all have kids. Yeah. So we, I had a lot of cousins and that can add up to a lot of gift giving. So I remember at Thanksgiving, they would draw names. So mm. each family was only in charge of one other family to get their kids gifts. And so yeah. that way it kind of rotated whether you got something from Aunt Lisa one year or you got something from Uncle Joe another year, something like that. So I remember watching this when I was a kid, like, ooh, who's who do we have this year and who are we getting presents for this year? Um and so then when um when we were college age, before we had kids, we kind of started doing that with my husband's family because he's one of four kids. But at the time none of us really had any kids when we started. So we did it more like Secret Santa, we would just mm-hmm. draw names. So we'd get one gift for one of the in-laws. So that reduces some of the pressure to give everybody something and make sure it's fair. And so that's, that was how we kind of started that in his family. But I just remember um, when I was a kid, you wake up Christmas morning and everybody takes turns opening gifts one at a time. And yep. the next person can't go until you know, the youngest person starts, they open one gift, the next oldest person opens one gift, the next person, and, and it goes around, it's like a three hour process, yeah. you know, never <laughs> stop and take a break. Yeah. Um, and, and, and my parents were kind of intentional about doing that, because they wanted everybody to watch and appreciate and see what was open and, yeah. and personally say thank you to the person who gave it to you and oh, just kind of admire what everybody was getting. Um, and so that to me was the way that things were done. And I just had this experience one time celebrating with another family where there was no order like that. Everybody just started kind of opening presents all at the same time. And as an observer, I just was like very overwhelmed. There was paper everywhere and the adults were shouting across the room like, oh, that's from your Aunt Sue and (laughs) (laughs) chaos. And and the the gifts were kind of getting lost under these piles of paper. And, And I just remember feeling like I don't want my holiday to be like this, you know, no offense to this scene that I was watching, but it just yeah. showed me something that I, I didn't want it to do. And I didn't want my kids to grow up feeling like, I, I don't know that, that it shouldn't have to feel stressful like that, you know? Right. And so combining thinking about Hanukkah is eight nights of, of celebrating and traditionally, especially for kids, there's eight small token gifts, um, one each night plus Christmas plus a Santa's stocking. Mm -hmm. Um, we just didn't want it to be like this whole month of spending. Um, and so I kind of arrived at, well, what do we really need and what can we include to make it feel special and like our family's version of special. So a few years ago, we started only giving four gifts to each other at Christmas and the four gifts fit into four categories. So we give something that's practical, Mm -hmm. something that's fun, um, something that's a splurge gift, like maybe one of the big ticket items that somebody's yeah. been wanting um, and then something homemade. And so those four things I feel like, you know, covers kind of the gist of what you like to give your family at Christmas anyway. Um, yeah. but, but limiting it to one really helped us kind of curb the spending and also be a little bit more thoughtful about what we were actually giving 
when you, when you have a limit, you know? Um, so that, that's kind of what we do now. We have this four categories, um, that help us decide what are we really going to give to each other and to our kids. Um, and hopefully that will be something that they appreciate and enjoy. And maybe it will evolve into their own tradition when they grow up. So, yeah, that's, I love that. That's such a cool tradition. Where did you, did you come up with those like categories or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess it started actually when I, when Alex and I were dating, this is probably going to embarrass him, but <laughs> when I was trying to start this tradition originally. I said, we, this is when we were like poor college kids. Um, uh, let's do two gifts, something naughty and something nice. It, because <laughs> I don't know, that's like a, that's like a thing, like yeah. naughty, naughty and nice. Yeah. It started becoming a little bit awkward opening, you know, naughty gifts in front of family. Yeah. <laughs> we we kind of <laughs> stopped doing that. <laughs> and instead, um, I felt like, you know, just the way that I organized things, I felt like I needed something, some sort of guidelines because, you know, if you're like limiting yourself to one gift and giving socks, because you yeah. know your husband really needs socks. Yeah. Sort of sad that, not sad, but sort of anticlimactic that the one gift you open is socks. socks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's something practical and it is something that you need. Um, but maybe there are some other categories that um, my husband is big on fun. So he loves to play games. So I felt like fun was a category that we should have. Um, splurge, I felt like that's something that we tried to save for, you know, for a couple months maybe, or something that uh, we've had our eye on maybe that's a little bit more of a, might be a pricier item, but something that's going to last us for years to come. Like nice pair of shoes often ends up on the splurge list. Um, and then homemade, I've tried to do homemade gifts for quite a while now, just because the homemade one, I feel like is the one that requires the most thought and sometimes the most advanced planning, depending yeah. on what, what you're going to do. But I have found that that's the most, um, I don't know, rewarding one to give because if it feels like you're kind of creating something very special, full of love for this person. So it's filled with all your good thoughts for them. And then it's a little bit more, I don't want to say it's more treasured, but it's valued in a different way than like something that you could return to the store if it doesn't fit or, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. My kids aren't really at an age yet where they can make homemade things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nor are they really at an age that they're giving gifts either. I, will, I want to show them an example of ways that you can um, show people how, what they mean to you other than buying something from a store. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. We have tried to do the four, a four gifts thing in the past two years, actually, like without Gemma, we started as well, but it just was like something I found. It's something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. Oh, a little like rhyme, I guess that goes along. Oh, yeah, that's nice. And it's a good. I think it's a good good categories as well because those are things that you think about around the holidays. Like I always have gotten books for as long as I can remember, at least. But 
we have such a hard time, at least in the past, like the past two years we've tried, we've had such a hard time sticking to just four gifts. And I don't know <laughs> if it's just because it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why, but this year I'm hoping like we can do it because now that we've really put more of a focus on a value of simplicity and minimalism in our lives, I'm like, okay, we can do this. We can, we can actually stick to four gifts. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I actually learned um, earlier this week that Iceland, there's a tradition in Iceland that uh, on Christmas Eve, you exchange books and then spend the rest of the evening reading and eating chocolate. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I'm not going to go there. I mean, I don't know if that's true or if you have listeners in Iceland, but um, maybe (laughs) they can tell us if that's true or not. But um, that sounds like a nice tradition too, but. It does sound like a really nice tradition. I feel like we should adopt that. Like, okay, can we fit in like a reading and chocolate evening around yeah, the holidays? It should definitely be a winter event, though. Yeah, it should. Like, good for staying in and snuggling up. And yeah. yeah, that sounds amazing. That's awesome. Okay, so I want to know what is on your gift list or wish list this year? What Oh, for what I'm want? planning to give to other people or that I'm hoping to receive myself? Yeah, what are some things that you are hoping to receive? Oh, okay. Well, um, for... For each of the categories, I guess. You can tell me. Yeah, you can, you can talk about it all. If you already know what you want. I like was trying to think about mine. I'm like, I don't even know. I, was, I haven't been thinking about it. But yeah, tell me. Oh, man. As much well, as okay. Know. So um, practical, I have asked for a new bread knife because yeah. we bake a lot of bread, like hard, crusty bread here. And my old knife um, served me well for probably almost 10 years, but it's uh, becoming a little dangerous to use. <laughs> yeah. A new uh, bread knife would be a practical gift um, that I could use. Uh, fun. I really like, um, taking classes that talk about like wild plants or different kind of like primitive living skills or, uh, just like something that I go out and I learn something by myself. We have a couple of really neat outdoor school type programs in this area and they offer adult classes too. And I, I like, being gifted that as something fun for me to do. I would really like a pair of, there's a pair of shoes that I asked for from a company that I think does a really nice job with handmade shoes, soft star shoes. And I I don't have that many shoes. Um, You know, I just kind of have my ones that I wear every day and sandals and boots when it's cold. So Mm -hmm. I need kind of an in-between pair. Um, And then homemade, gosh, I feel like it's weird to ask for something homemade when, you know, someone's making it for you. But some of my suggestions include <laughs> a chicken coop that uh, we hope to have chickens um, this coming spring. So oh, that's I'd awesome like to uh, build some place for them to live. Um, yep. <laughs> so good. strongly hinting of that to <laughs> my dad and my husband. <laughs> yeah. But um, also, I, my husband is pretty handy. I'm really lucky that he likes to tinker with things and um, can build pretty much anything that I ask for with given a little bit of instruction and um, sometimes a little bit of help, but he, um, uh, I think he does a nice job picking out something unique or, or useful to me to add to our home. 
I like that. Um, I feel like my my skills with handmade stuff, I can pretty much, like, I can make a nice, like, artistic print and that's I feel like as far as my skills go but I've done that a lot in the past like for for like family exchanges like beyond my immediate family um but yeah we we should think about homemade stuff more I like that idea oh my gosh yeah you're so talented with your letters but also your art I feel like you have a lot a lot of creativity there's also so many bloggers out there that have you know they do all those holiday roundups and like simple um, crafts you can make. And sometimes yeah, you that's so true. them and you're like, mm, I don't know. Like even, even among the craft world, there are things that you're like, do I really need this? But yeah. sometimes you find things that are really inspiring or like, Oh yeah, I could do this. And um, yeah, there's tons, tons of ideas out there. And even if you don't use an exact, tutorial you can use it as something to inspire your own project yeah for sure I just last year is like the first time I've started like like I said doing the lettering stuff but I feel like am I like I like have a block in my brain of beyond what I can make but I've received like so many things that from friends that I love well you are always making homemade stuff and just even even the food like you sent homemade jam just before and we love that so, so we're gonna talk about like practical intentional gift ideas that's one of my ideas is like food I feel yes. like food is always a good gift but yeah so I feel like I need to incorporate the homemade stuff more this year I think for me the main thing I'm asking for well I want some essential oils there's mm. some kind of on my list because I've just been using them a little bit recently and I only have a few and then I really want like more natural beauty products, that type of stuff. And that can be expensive. That's a good splurge item. Yeah. (laughs) They're on my list. (laughs) Good. I haven't thought about it much though. I've been like, wow, it is coming up soon. I really haven't even thought about my gift list for other people either. I mean, I've thought about it, but I haven't really made substantial. I haven't put things together the way I'd like to. Do you feel like you're planned out? This year I am. I I feel like my mom was one of those people who pretty much had Christmas shopping done by Thanksgiving. That's (laughs) so impressive. (laughs) She didn't want to go out once the, once it got crowded, you know, to the holidays. And now with like all the online, um, I feel like it's a little bit easier to find sales, you know, well in advance. And um, I, my kids aren't at the age where they're asking for specific items yet. So, um, it doesn't really matter how far in advance I buy it. Cause they're not going to change their mind. Cause they, right. they don't, they don't know the concept of asking for a gift. Yeah. So I've been kind of working on our list for a couple months, but I just kind of keep a draft open and add to it and add and subtract as, as time allows. I, I feel like my list for Gemma and like I have one in my head for sure of just things I've been wanting for her but I really want one of those like toddler stole I guess like where she can safely be at the countertop with me. Oh oh the learning tower. Yeah yeah, yeah. so that's I think my main thing I went from for her. And you can make those there. Yeah that's what I'm, I'm thinking about the handy people in my family <laughs> in front of them and being like can I pay you for the materials because I definitely can't. Um, I don't have that handy skill for something like that but yeah that's what I've been thinking about so maybe I can give someone else the opportunity I think maybe even if you don't have um 
someone near you who can, who's handy like that. Um, I put out a call a few weeks ago on, on the buy nothing Facebook group yeah. from the area because I was looking for um, a used bookshelf that mm-hmm. someone wasn't using and nobody had one, but somebody chimed in and said, uh, if you buy the materials, I can build you one. Oh my gosh. This was a total stranger. Yeah. yeah so I, I feel like people want to give and people have skills and, and things to gifts to share yeah. you know, as in terms of skills, as long as you kind of ask and put feelers out for that's awesome. Well, that, let's uh, jump into talking about like intentional ways we can buy our gifts, I guess, or being intentional with buying gifts. Cause I feel like one buy nothing is an amazing way to not necessarily like buy a gift, but whether we, Wire. yeah, whether we like need to declutter and we can just put things up on there um, ourselves around this time of year, that's a good way to help other people give gifts. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit about buy nothing? Basically it's sort of a geographic Facebook group. Like you have to verify your address, Yeah, you know, so you don't join like every buy nothing group in your state or something. Um, but it's meant, it's meant to kind of help create community in your local area by people post photos or descriptions of items that they're not using and think that somebody else might be able to use. So uh, oftentimes when, uh, if I'm cleaning out my closet, I can give away some clothes to someone who getting ready to do some job interviews. So it's a neat way to connect with people and, you know, maybe you'll become friends in real life and maybe not, but either way, when you need something, you kind of put a post out saying you're looking for this. Does anybody have one? Cause sometimes people have it and don't realize that they're not using it until. Yeah. Says, oh, sure. You can have this. Yeah. It's a, it's a neat concept. Yeah. I, I loved it. Um, especially when we went through like our huge purge of our house, um, we used by nothing a lot to give. And then when I was pregnant and when I had Gemma, like just as a baby, I got so much baby stuff for her that was like stuff that we used um, for free. So that was really great. Um, I love Buy Nothing. We don't really have it in this area as much as we did when we were in Charlottesville. If any listeners haven't heard of it, check it out. Just search Buy Nothing plus like maybe your area on your Facebook and you might find something. Um, Okay. So what are other ways do you think about like being intentional with your buying at this time. Mm. I know that's kind of a broad question, but yeah. Yeah. But I think that there are a lot of ways to approach it also. And, and I will share some things that work for me knowing that it will jive with some people and maybe not. (laughs) Um, But I think what kind of got me started on this path was the, um, the unshopping list. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. It's something that kind of floats out in the internet usually around Black Friday, but the unshopping list is sort of like a, a checklist for yourself when you're, when you're, you know, in the store and you're about to buy something, um, you know, you ask yourself like, do I really need or want this or can I get by without it? Um, and then other questions based on what's important to you, like, is it made from renewable resources? Like when I'm finished with it, what's going to happen to it? Is it something yeah. to pass on or is it going to go to the landfill? You know, is it something I could make instead? Um, 
And if it breaks, can I fix it? Uh, is it something I need because I need it for a specific project or do I need to, can I borrow it from someone else in order to yeah. complete the next thing? So it's just kind of a, a way to pause and um, not kind of get swept away in all of the hoopla of finding the best deal to actually yeah. ask yourself, um, is this something that I actually want to spend my money on in terms of what I'm voting for with my dollars and right. how it's going to be welcomed into my life or the person I'm giving it to's life. Yeah. Um, so that the unshopping list kind of is what got me started. And those questions are things that do give me pause when I'm about to, you know, press buy now or when I'm about to, um, if I'm going to make the effort these days to go out to a store, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, I, I do want to make sure it, it, to me also the element of beauty is something that I've been kind of meditating on for the past year is just welcoming things into our home that are, that I think are beautiful, you know, that are going to last and that bring us joy in some way. And, um, so beauty is another thing that do I think this is something beautiful in any sense of the, in any sense of the word, yeah. that's another thing that I ask myself. So I feel like uh, maybe um, the takeaway point would be to slow down a little bit mm. and um, give a little bit more thought to, especially the points of, can I, can I make this? Or is there another way that I could go about buying something like this that would either support my local community or support a local artisan or, um, you know, just are there alternative ways to give someone a gift without feeling like you have to find it on Black Friday from a sale or right. crush? You know, does Black Friday sales start on Thanksgiving now? That makes no sense to me at all. I, I got stuff in the mail the other day and I was like, really? 2 p.m.? Like, are you having dinner with your family? <laughs> That's right. When not? everybody eats. I, Thanksgiving I, is a really good holiday. I don't know why we're missing this for shopping. Yeah. I, I think it's changed a lot, you know, with online shopping since we were kids and, yeah. and it got kind of earlier and earlier. Now they're trying to just make it more and more convenient, but you know, at the, ex at what expense are you losing right. time with your family to buy something for your family? It just seems sort of counterintuitive. And um, so I guess intention would include slowing down, um, asking yourself those questions that are important to you, to your family's values or your personal mission statement. Like are these things that jive with, what we want our lives to look like. Because yeah. I think there's a balance, you know, like there is some fun and magic to giving gifts and the holidays mm -hmm. and everybody's holiday looks a little bit different. Some are very extravagant and some are very simple. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm always mindful that we're very fortunate to be able to even be having this conversation about yeah, gifts and asking for, you know, things that we, we would like to have. Um, but at the same time, um, the holidays looks different for people all over the place. And, yeah. and, and I don't want to sound austere about, you know, you, you can only give hand crocheted, hand stitched <laughs> socks if you're going to give right. a practical gift. I don't want it to sound like that because there is something magical about buying, buying something special or finding that really special gift that somebody, you know, somebody really wants right. or that you 
took a lot of joy in making for them. So I'm not trying to take away some of that magic and the celebration and the traditions of giving gifts, but I am for our family trying to refocus what is it all about in the first place. Um, Yeah, that's so important. And I think for me, when I think about being intentional with my gift buying. Like I think I've been thinking a lot this year about what do I want holidays to look like in general, like for my family, kind of what you said, like how you thought about that with the gift giving, it's just like all around, like, are there certain, like, I guess, I don't know if it's like a mission statement or what, but like, what does this, what, what does this time of year look like for us? Like, what do we want our focus to be on? And then like, for me, I think just because I focus on simple living and minimalism, like, I feel like that can go to the extreme and I could be like mean to my family and be like, you can't buy my kids gifts. Like (laughs) the minimalist Grinch. Yeah. (laughs) And not what like, there is just so much magic in the gift giving. And like, I still like to receive gifts. I know Nick Nick is a huge, like gift lover. He loves receiving (laughs) gifts. It's just like, there's, there's that. And like, I wanted to give Gemma that experience, but in the same way, I just know that in the past I've found myself like shopping on Black Friday and just being like, I have to buy this person something. So like, I don't know what to buy them. So I'm just going to grab something and, or like maybe at last minute, cause I have gotten to that point so many times in the past. And that's where the, the stupid gifts happen is the last minute. I think I end up buying stuff that I don't know. It's not that it's not that it's always, a t- it's a terrible gift. It's just like, is it even going to be useful? So I think, yeah, having like those questions to ask yourself and um, about the gifts and planning in advance is good. I think for me, I want to know what people want this year and not to take the magic out of gift giving and being like, okay, you want a sweater. I'm going to get you a sweater. <laughs> this sweater that you showed me online, I'm going to get you that one. It's just, I want to know, like, or I want to at least be thoughtful and thinking we do a gift exchange with Nick's side of the family. And if I know nothing about what the person I have, once then I need to do some research because or like what they like I just need to do some research even if I don't know that person well because I don't want to be giving things that are just going to end up yeah like in a landfill and or cluttering someone's house um so yeah I think that's what I think about and also I do want to mention the idea of giving food I love like a coffee gift or anything like that like Food is such nice a good because gift. it's, you know, it's edible or like if it's, if it's an over 21 crowd, you know, yeah. booze is always a popular oh, yeah. stolen item at the, <laughs> at the holiday exchanges. But uh, along those lines, I feel like, especially if you're in, if you feel, feel like you're in a time crunch, like yeah. I think we, we often don't give ourselves enough credit for the skills that we have, yeah. um, that there are, uh, kind of along the like give give a coupon like this is good for one free um cooking lesson with aunt jess you know yeah, like, yeah. i i gave that to my niece and nephew um a few years ago and so when we were there for the holidays um I, that's what i gave them and then one morning we made i showed them how to make scones and we had that for snack and the next day we made a soup and everybody ate that for lunch so yeah I, I don't know if they remember that or if they remember anything from that lesson, but it, it was something that I could give them and it was an activity, you know, like an experience. And I think yeah. that 
gifting experiences is often a little bit, um, it's just a different approach than buying a thing. Yeah. Something that you can go out and do with that person or um, something that you can share later in the year even. Yeah. And that has so much value. I think that gives me ideas for like my younger cousins even. It's just, it's, I think there's a lot of pressure to give like a physical gift, but and it might feel weird to like get something like an experience on that day or like not get, but give it. I don't know that it would feel it, weird. To yeah, get. it does. Especially if no one else is doing it. You right. Know? Yeah. Like, oh, that's the weird, that's the weird relative <laughs> who gave me paper. Um, yeah. But actually it ends up being one of the more talked about things, you know, after yeah. it has happened, after the cooking lesson has happened, it, it was, Oh, it was fun. Oh, we got to eat this you know, this tree. Um, so it, it is a little bit weird at first, especially if you're in a more traditional kind of thing, gift giving circle. Um, but maybe it will also start a new tradition, get people thinking in a different way. I love that. So good. Yeah. If you're thinking of last minute gifts, like there are ways to be like thoughtful around that or give something that there would be, like you said, there were so many memories that came from, your last minute gift idea, or it may, I don't know if it was last minute, but it, like that, was. <laughs> <laughs> that experience gift. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is that I think what I was saying earlier about it, as an adult, the kind of magic disappearing a little bit until you have yeah. kids is, is that, you know, I, I feel like I, I buy gifts of daily living all the time, you know, yeah. like, oh, we need new paper towels this week. Yes, I got a new roll of paper towels. And that that's right. like a daily living gift to me. Yeah. And it's hard to sometimes separate, um, you know, something that you need for your house, daily living, dishwasher, soap or whatever, with something that you're giving to yourself or or someone else as a gift because yeah. you can lump them all together in your Amazon cart. Yeah, that's you know? so true. And so I feel like giving the gift of an experience where you share something that you are good at mm-hmm. and you want to show someone else, um, that's something you can't lump together with a gift of daily life. <laughs> yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, that's so good. I love that. Okay. Well, I feel like there have been so many good ideas in this conversation for gifts. I feel like anyone who listens to this is going to like leave with honestly such great ideas. I feel like the typical gift guide podcast, like I honestly, I do like listening to gift guides. I have a couple of podcasts that I listen to that do them. Um, and mm. I just like getting different ideas, especially when they're centered around like small shops or, you know, companies that give back. I just like discovering new companies like that. Cause I think that's also a way to be intentional, of course, buying local, um, buying from your friends. Like if your friend has a business or something like that, but I think like, I wanted to just talk about kind of the heart behind gift giving and being intentional with that aspect of the holidays, because I also this year, like, I want to make sure we're intentional about our time and we're not like just making ourselves busy and going to tons of events. Not that we have like a thousand friends or anything, to <laughs> but I want it to be like a, ta- a season where we are home um, with yeah. one another. So that's something I've been thinking about too. But I think to think about the fact that there can and should be intentional thoughts behind the actual gift giving part of it too, other than just like, what does this person want? Like we all want to give someone a gift that they like open up and love. Um, 
I feel like that has benefits for both sides. You know, we, yes. we want to give people that we love good gifts. Being the gift giver is also really a special thing too. So to thank you for all the great ideas on yeah. how to be a intentional gift giver. Sure. I was thinking um, recently about um, my high school English teacher who, you know, in English class, you have to keep a journal for different things. And yeah. in this particular class, we could write about anything we wanted, but you had to perform at least one random act of kindness every week and write about it in the journal. Even if it's just like one sentence, I held the door open for so-and-so today. But um, the fact that she asked us to do a random act of kindness every week created this culture where we were kind of always aware of doing random acts of kindness. And um, that's kind of carried over into my life at at different seasons of time. When I have more time, I I try to do a random act of kindness. And the way that I like to do that is to send someone a surprise gift. Um, And, and that not associated with the holidays, just like, I was thinking of you. And um, I know, you know, maybe you're, spouse is out of town and you must be having a hard week. So like, here's a little care package or, Oh, I went to this craft show and I saw this thing and it just reminded me of this time when you and I did blah, 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 blah. Um, so I, I feel like being thoughtful about the random gifts that you give throughout the year, that's not associated with the pressure of any holiday mm. helps to create the mindset or um, just, it helps you practice giving a gift thoughtfully so that when holidays come, you, you kind of know, well, I feel like this poem is going to be, maybe you asked for a sweater, but I came across this poem that I was reading the other day and it reminded me of you because fill in the, why did it remind you of that person? Right. Make that be the little card that you put with the sweater, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I feel like this random acts of kindness that you do throughout the year, that's something that I want my kids to grow up doing. It's like, yeah. well, in whatever way is comfortable to them, maybe it's more of a service minded thing, or maybe it's more of a um, charity minded thing. But um, I feel like if you give gifts throughout the year and really truly think about the person that you're giving it to, it, yeah. it, it's a little easier to do at the holidays, less pressure. <laughs> yeah, I really love that. I love the idea of just kind of like thinking about that all year. And I think gift giving is like a love language, if you've heard yes. of like the five love languages. Yes. And, and I I think it growing up in the family I grew up in, gift giving was definitely like a culture of Mm -hmm. my family. My Mm -hmm. mom always brought something little home, even just like there are times when it was like, okay, that's, I maybe was spoiled, but like also (laughs) it was just like little things. I don't know. She brought a piece of chocolate that I really loved home or like brought something really sweet home from a trip and just little things. And I think it's, something that thinking of minimalism, it can feel like, oh, that's excessive, but it's not, especially also a way of communication. Yeah. Yeah. Of communicating. I was thinking about you and I love you. And, you know, maybe I can't express that with words or with creating a, a beautiful painting, but this is why it reminded me of you. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of different ways to communicate that, but the sentiment at the, at the heart of it all is thinking about someone other than 
yourself? What does right. that care about and what do they mean to you? Okay. Well, this has been a great conversation. Um, I think it will be really helpful. Everyone who listens to it, I don't think they could um, walk away from this without kind of a new intentional gift idea. So thank you so much for chatting with us here on the podcast. Thank thanks you. for having me and thanks for getting us in the holiday spirit. Yes, I know. It's exciting. Um, it is really right around the corner. Okay, I told you that Jessalyn is an expert gift giver, so I know that you are walking away from this podcast with a ton of good ideas on how to be more intentional with your gift giving this year. Just to kind of recap, we talked a lot about making homemade gifts, so I encourage you to think about the talents that you have and how you can use them this year to give meaningful gifts to your friends and family. Also, we talked about giving experiences as gifts. And I think that's a new one I'm going to kind of think of more this year as I make out my gift list. All right. So now I am officially excited for the holidays. I kind of like half decorated my house today until I realized we got rid of our Christmas tree last year and we don't have one. So I guess I will be waiting till after Thanksgiving to fully decorate because we need to invest in a new Christmas tree. Because yes, I am team artificial tree, no needles in my house, please. Okay, that is all. So next week you can expect me to talk about more intentional holidays in general. I'm going to spend the episode talking about how to just be intentional about planning out your time and just more about how to put the first things first during this season. So whatever it is that is important to you in the holiday season, how can you go through a process that helps you make sure you're focusing on those and you're not overwhelmed by the other things that make this season crazy overwhelming at times. So that's what you can expect for next week. I'm looking forward to talking to you again then. And if you love the show today, give it a rating, a review. Um, That definitely helps other people discover the podcast. And I would be super thankful for you if you did that. So make sure you hop onto Instagram at Desiree Endries and let me know that you did. Because I want to personally thank you for that. All right, friends. If you are listening to the show when it first comes out, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. I really hope you spend it thinking about your family and not fixated on that Black Friday shopping. I'll admit, I'm probably going to end up doing some Black Friday shopping, probably from the comfort of my own home online, but I don't want it to take away from the focus of what is important. Okay, have a great week, and I will talk to you on the next episode. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.